What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, we got Pastor Joey Ferjonic with us. He's the lead pastor and founder of The Block Church outside of Philadelphia. He's a very gifted speaker and preacher and leader. I'm very excited for our conversation today. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. You are a part of the family. Uh, we want to encourage everybody to share and press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. But go ahead and share it with a friend. Check us out on social media on Instagram at Leader Swift. Uh, we have a bunch of new stuff dropping this year that I'm very excited for. But we are going to jump right into our conversation with Joey Verjonic. What is up, everybody? I'm with my friend Joey Ferjanic. How's it going, bro? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Of course. How is the weather out in Philadelphia? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are we are covered in snow, and uh, yeah, so it's it's fun. It's beautiful to look at for a day, and then it's not fun after that. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel when I go to the snow. I went to Chicago for like two days. I'm like, this is amazing. And then I left and I'm like, back to the West Coast and the warm weather I go. Yeah, seriously. No, it's it's amazing. It's fun. You got kids. You, you know, spend a day or two and you enjoy it. And then we live in the city. So we're in the city. So it just, the snow becomes nasty. It's like driving and dirt and black and it's just be, it just gets gross. <laughs> but it's fun for a day and then it's complicated. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Joey, tell us a little bit about your leadership journey. Yeah, um, it's a good question. I, I think everybody has their own uh, journey, if you will, of becoming. And uh, my family and I, we uh, really met Christ. Um, we we kind of grew up Catholic, and and uh, we just didn't have a lot of context. We're Northeast folks, but my parents were sent to Orlando, Florida on a business opportunity when I was pretty young. And we met Christ at, you know, a, at a Christian church through a whole series of events. And the church really was like a leadership factory. And I was really fortunate to, to be there. It's, you know, the church grew every single year of our lives. And, uh, you know, a lot of it had to do with the kind of leadership that was there and just the passion to reach lost people. I think my leadership journey started there, watching uh, a church hungry to move people to take steps. I think, I think for for me, in my um, understanding of, of leadership, it's it's always been, I guess, I guess the best way that uh, the best thing we can do for people is help people take their next step. And I think I learned that um, early on, and then later on in life, I was uh, a youth pastor at a multi-site church, had nine campuses and early on in my journey there the pastor had an affair and it was a disaster and i mean i mean when i tell you a disaster it was colossal it was an education i could not pay for and um it was really sad but i think i started to become myself in that moment and there was um, there was a there was a great need for leadership because I was from the outside and most of the people were from the inside. So emotionally, I was not connected to the issue like everybody else was. I think it allowed me to take a step back and understand that everybody, everybody, even when they're hurt, wants and needs leadership. 
And every person needs to take different steps. And I felt like the Lord brought me to, during the season, he brought me to the, to the disciples and how the way Jesus led John was different than the way Jesus led Peter. You know, Peter's like, or Jesus is like, Peter, you're Satan. Please get behind me. You know, like he's very much speaking and leading Peter differently than he's like, you know, hey, John, lay on my chest. You know, let's hang out. Let's talk about the trees and, the, you know, whatever. And I, I think I think in that moment, my leadership journey helped me understand uh, that that to help people take their next steps requires us um, addressing, dealing with, uh, meeting people, and and really, in a sense, um, by the spirit, I guess, treating people um, uniquely. I don't want to say unequally or differently, but we have to treat people uniquely. And mm -hmm. I think if we don't, then we can't help people take their next steps of healing, of victory, of growth, of discipleship. Every relationship needs a unique set uh, of of spirit-led eyes and a prophetic unction. And I think I think that's kind of been a part of my leadership journey and learning that. And as I've planted a church in Philadelphia, uh, a, a city unique and unlike a lot of places. Um, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of poverty, uh, a lot of uh, brokenness, a lot of distrust. And each relationship has needed different things. Some people need a hug, lay on my chest. Other people need to be yelled at, get behind me, Satan. But the same goal and the same mission, let's get closer to Jesus one step at a time. And and, and what is leadership? It's, it's helping people take their next steps to be all that they're meant to be. So wow, I think that's, that's, that's kind of my leadership journey with a lot of details missing. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love that. I was going to transition into the question of um, what is the best Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia? But I feel like we have to talk about your leadership tip first. Like, what What's a leadership tip you have? Maybe you're speaking to a room full of pastors and maybe some business leaders in there, uh, entrepreneurs, and you're like, here is a, leadership tip I've had on my heart what, what's that tip yeah um well just for clarity around cheesesteaks um you know I, I think people go to Philadelphia and they go to the wrong places and <laughs> and don't get don't get caught in a tourist trap and while Pats and Geno's is wonderful and you got to stop in there are other places that are unique to Philadelphia and culture and uh I don't want to, you know, I don't want to drop any names because I know we got a short leadership, you know, time. But but holler at me before you get caught in a tourist trap. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> when, when I go to Philly, I'm going to shoot you a text and, and be like, where do I need to go to get a Philly cheesesteak? It's true. Two places I love, John's Roast Pork and then uh, D'Alessandro's in Roxburgh are really good. And the Roast Pork Sandwich in Philadelphia is really where it's at. It's better than the cheesesteak. But I digress. Uh, one tip uh, I would give. I would give to people, um, man, I just think particularly in this day and age, uh, well, man, one tip that's hard, but I think we live in a culture that, you know, it's like something happens. And then if you don't respond, if you don't answer, it looks like indifference. So you feel the pressure to respond, to post, to answer, to say stuff. And I think that's dangerous. And, um, I think if leaders don't know who they are, aren't comfortable in their own skin, um, then it's impossible for them to, it's impossible for them to be gritty and to be, 
um, and, and, and to, to be courageous. And I think, I think the one tip that I, I would have to a room full of leaders is, is if you are not comfortable in your own skin, if you are not strong and understanding who you are and who you are as a leader, if you don't have that confidence and comfort in yourself, you're going to be pushed by the wind every rich way. And if you're not clear about your personal mission or your personal goal as a leader, it, it just I, you're you're going to end up doing stuff that you're not supposed to do that's going to hurt the goal. And I think as leaders, we have to constantly come back to our true north and our center and go, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. This is my purpose. This is my mission. And, and I'm not going to do stuff that distracts me from that. I'm going to cut away the fat. I'm not going to engage in nonsense or other things that distract me from what I'm meant to do and what my purpose is as an organization. And if you're not constantly coming back to the center, understanding who you are, finding your true north, you're going to end up doing stuff and promoting stuff and posting stuff that deters you and distracts you from getting to where you're meant to go. And so it's, it, you have to be courageous and confident. Um, you, you have to be confident before you can be courageous. That's what I mean. Wow. That's before you can take radical steps and take people with you. You have to know who you are. Um, I almost think about like Moses, you know, at the, at the kind of at the precipice before uh, the Israelites, you know, they walk through the red sea and, and the guy had all sorts of insecurities and challenges, but, that moment in particular, you know, putting up the staff, like it, it's just like the, it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you're, you're void of fear or concerns or have doubts, but like the courage comes from knowing the mission and knowing who you are. And so he puts up the staff and I walk through the Red Sea and millions, a nation follows suit. It, it's because there was a, there was a true North and, and you're, you're, you know, cloud by day, fire by night. That's your true north. What's your goal? Of course, they got distracted later on. But do you understand what I'm saying? Before you can be courageous, you got to be confident who you are. Yeah, I, I love that. I think what stuck out to me was was f going back to your true north. Um, just real quickly, how does somebody listening to this who who hears that and they're like, "Man, I don't, I don't know my true north. I don't know my my center, my goal." How how does somebody discover that? It's great. It's a great question. I mean, okay, if we're Christians and if we're Christian leaders, well, you don't have a prayer life, a Bible life. If, if you don't have mentors and covering in your life, um, it, 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 then it's hard to get there. And, and then you're just going to be shooting at the wind. I mean, it starts there. And, and then I think God gives us, he breaks our heart for something. Andy Stanley talks about this a lot. Like what breaks your heart, you know? And it's like, you, you have to find that thing that breaks your heart hold tight to it. And you have to go through a, a season of discovery, like Paul studied. You know, you have to go through a season and you have to try things. It's a discovery process. You got to learn what makes you tick. You got to learn what, what, you know, what, um, learn about what you, that, like that, that fuels you. And the challenge with many leaders who are talented and, and do a lot of things, you know, I mean, I can, I would lead worship. I would sing, you know, I could, I could, you know, I could, you know, lead youth. I could, I could talk to it. I mean, when you're talented and you can do a lot of stuff, do graphic design, make video, it's like hard to like, it's hard to come, come down to like who you are because you can do a lot of things well. 
and most good leaders can do their 20%, you know, better than everybody else can do their 100%. And so that becomes challenging when you, uh, when you're, when you can just get by, but what happens if you really gear in and focus on your strengths? And one of the challenges in society is, is like, okay, if your kid is bad at math, what do we do? We go and we get them a tutor. Oh, let's fix this. Let's fix the problem. I don't know if that's the answer. I think that's the wrong way to look at it. Sure, we got to get the kid to pass math. You got to know how to add and subtract. But what if he's thriving at English? What if he's thriving at storytelling? Maybe instead of putting all the effort and emphasis into fixing the math problem, maybe we put fuel on the fire of the storytelling and of the writing so that kids enhance who they are. And I think the same goes for leaders. You got to find your, your your strong strength versus your natural, you know, your your natural potential. Like, what is your what what is your fire? Where, where is that at? What what burns you? What breaks your heart? And pour pour fuel on that. That happens through discovery, trial and error. When wow. it comes to when it comes to um, that's why church planning teaches you a lot about yourself, you know, starting a business when it comes to non-Christian leaders. I mean, you know, if you're doing a business, you want to make money. So you have to cut away, you have to cut away at what keeps you from maximizing that, the resource and focus in on that. Stop being distracted by all the other stuff. So I think to sum it up as a leader, how do you find that? There's a lot of discovery. It's a lot of knowing yourself, writing down your goals, your hopes, trial and error. And I think as we get older, we start to, to figure out what really matters most. And sometimes we don't lock into that zone until we have some success in an area, until we're a little bit older. We look at guys like Craig Rochelle, you know, his leadership podcast is exploding. But how many years was he successful in working at, on the ground level? Before, before the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast really became what it is. It's years of self-discovery, trial and error, success in certain areas, and then knowing exactly who you are, and then you maximize that. Wow, that's so good. That is so good. I think you gave about like five or six nuggets I'm trying to like write down that I'm going <laughs> to reflect on today. Uh, but that was amazing. Thank you so much, Pastor Joey. Uh, where can people find you online? Where can they connect and just see all the other things that you're doing? Yeah, I just, I, I mean, you can obviously follow me on all the socials and stuff at Joey for Janik. And uh, my last name is not as complicated as it sounds. It's just F-U-R-J-A-N-I-C. And then I'd love for you to follow the Block Church. The Block Church, our mission is to revive every block. We're multi-site in Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, we are, we've got watch parties are, you know, around the country. And uh, we are, yeah, we're trying to put a neighborhood-driven, outreach-oriented church in as many neighborhoods as we possibly can. And you should follow our journey there. It's unique because it's in the city and it's very complicated, but God's doing a, a great work. So Follow me, follow the Block Church, and let's stay connected. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. 